Hey, it's Cindy Howes from the podcast Basic Folk, where we have honest conversations with folk musicians. Check out our very special 250th episode featuring an interview and performance with Basic Folk co-host Lizzie No. I feel like most women I know have an experience where they've been working and working and working to perform and to execute and to please everyone else, and then things sort of fall apart a little bit in some way or another. And partying can actually be a really important step towards getting free because it shows you where you need to fall apart and being on the dance floor, like in community with Mm. other women and Mm -hmm. in community with queer people. Mm -hmm. Like for me, those experiences have been so important. This time, Lizzie is on the other side of the mic talking about and performing songs from their brand new album, Half Seas. Basic Folk's 250th episode with Lizzie No is streaming now on the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network. Join us there or wherever you get podcasts. Hey, this is Travis Book. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. My favorite thing about him is his ability to pick songs. Like he picked the perfect songs for him. It sounded like he wrote all of them, yes. or th- or that they were written specifically for him. Uh, I just couldn't believe once he did a song, and once you heard him put his uh, production on a song and his stuff on a song, it was done the best it could possibly be. You couldn't touch it anymore. Right, right. And that's like you could hear his personality and his soul through these songs. And he didn't write them, but it sounds like he did every one of them. Welcome to the Travis Book Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Travis Book. This episode is brought to you by Americana Vibes and Thompson Guitars, makers of fine instruments, handmade with love, in Sisters, Oregon. This episode is the second half of my tribute to legendary guitarist and musician Tony Rice. The entire show runs in chronological order and was designed as a career retrospective, so there was really no question that there would be little to no editing. Huge thanks to John Stickley, Lindsey Pruitt, and Sean Lane. I could not think of a better group to honor Tony's music, and I'm grateful for their dedication to the project. We occasionally play as Still Inside, a tribute to Tony Rice at my weekly gig at 185 King Street in Brevard, and this music and this ensemble always makes me extremely happy. I hope you enjoy. The original episode of The Happy Hour aired live on April 7th of 2021. Full episodes of this and every happy hour with video can be viewed anytime at thetravisbookhappyhour.com. So in 1983, Bluegrass Album Band releases Volume 2, furthering this statement of bluegrass truth as they see it. And this establishes these songs, styles, feels, and even arrangements on these tunes for local bands and bluegrass jams. This is how we're generally trying to sound. And by we, I mean like bluegrass pickers. When we jam, wherever, wherever we are, whether it's like a hotel or a festival, 
The String Dusters are releasing a tribute to Bill Monroe on Americana Vibes, May 28th. And our version of Sitting Alone in the Moonlight is more akin to the album band's recording than it is to Monroe's. And that's a testament, that's a testament to, to, to how sort of lasting that style is. We'll play a song from that in a moment. But first, a little about my man Sean Lane here. If we're all the bluegrass sons and daughters of Tony, Bela, Sam, and Jerry, growing up in the music they made in the 80s and 90s, then Sean Lane and his Blue Highway bandmates are like our older brothers. Sean's played with Tony. Blue Highway was touring, recording, and playing festivals in the late 90s alongside these legends. And their music and aesthetic was creating its own watershed moment for neo-traditional music. That's Blue Highway I'm talking about. There's a Blue Highway sound and style. It had an undeniable influence on the String Dusters. Um, Tim, Tim Stafford, the guitar player, he produced our first record, Fork in the Road. And my generation of bluegrass musicians are all well acquainted with the songs and the sound of Blue Highway. Sean, what is it about Tony's music that resonates with you? My favorite thing about him is his ability to pick songs. Yes. Like he picked the perfect songs for him. It sounded like he wrote all of them yes. or, or that they were written specifically for him. Uh, I just couldn't believe once he did a song and once you heard him put his uh, production on a song and his stuff on a song, it was done the best it could possibly be. You couldn't touch it anymore. Right, right. And that's like you could hear his personality and his soul through these songs and he didn't write them but it sounds like he did every one of them yeah it was, it's clear he didn't just play any old song that came along no, he, he chose material like not nobody else I yeah, think he, he really did what are what are your favorite ensembles or songs or albums or what what is your favorite rice uh, my favorite record is Native American and probably that that ensemble well anything with Jerry Douglas like when he and Jerry Douglas are together, they make each other play like they keep going up. Each of them, they keep going up. They step up. This one steps up till they're in the stratosphere and they stay there. Yeah. And they just lean out over the edge together and, <laughs> and they sound like they're going to lose it, but they never lose it. <laughs> and that's just, it's magic to me when them two get together. It's just like a meant to be thing. You can feel it every note that, that the two of them play together on any record. That's so cool, man. You, you shared the stage with Tony. You heard, you've heard and told a lot of stories about him. We've told some stories even since we've been hanging out. What is the most lasting impression, like the idea or lesson or, or quote that cuts the deepest from Tony? Somebody, uh, I was playing a, a unit show with him in uh, North Carolina somewhere. And somebody, backstage, somebody tried to offer him a tuner, like a, one of these little Daddario tuners to clip on your Peghead, you know, and yeah, and uh, he says, "Oh no, I use a fork." <laughs> that's, that's exactly but he said, "But I have no contempt for the device." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, and to that same show, I got to say this: he pulled up in his convertible Mustang, and. Literally, the guy was bringing us on stage, like, the Tony Rice unit, and he was, like, opening his trunk and getting his guitar out of the trunk. <laughs> and we were already standing up there, and we wondered, how long was it going to take him to get up here because the crowd already died down and crickets were going, you know, and, and he finally got up there, and his guitar was tuned down to where you could pull the strings, like, this high, and he had to go, down, 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 down. 
every string was tuned down. While the audience waited. While they waited and while we sweated. <laughs> but it, once he starts the music, all that stuff's out the window. He's the greatest in the world. He made the best records in the world, I think. He, I, I, I totally agree. That's why he's my Desert Island artist. Thanks, Sean. That's awesome. <laughs> We're going to take another short break in a minute, but first we're going to play this song, uh, Bluegrass Album Band, called Please Search Your Heart. I used to play this with Stickley back in our band called the Broke Mountain Bluegrass Band. Mm-hmm. Yep. Best band ever. We'll do this one for you. your heart and maybe you'll find a reason to stay I'm begging this time I know I was wrong and darling I've paid please search your heart before it's too late Yeah, we'll be back after more. We'll be back with more music after a short bake from our with our partners. <laughs> blah 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 blah. So Thompson Guitars and Candade. So don't forget to show your support for the show tonight by contributing via Venmo, Travis Book, PayPal.me backslash Travis Book One. Thank you in advance for your generosity. <laughs> Thank you. 
The Travis Book Happy Hour is supported by Thompson Guitars, makers of fine instruments, handmade with love in Sisters, Oregon. The crew at Thompson Guitars carries on Preston's legacy with handcrafted guitars, enjoyed by some of the finest players on the scene. More at pktguitars.com. The Happy Hour is proud to work with Canned Aid, a nationally recognized nonprofit that rallies volunteers from all walks of life to build thriving communities. Through their unique integrated approach, they distribute water, provide opportunities for underserved youth to experience music, arts, and the outdoors, and protect and restore the environment. You can view this and every Happy Hour episode anytime at thetravisbookhappyhour.com. And the Happy Hour returns on April 27th with special guest Jeremy Garrett. And now, back to the show. Thank you, Bill. So with Cold on the Shoulder in 1984, Tony enters a musical phase where he's incorporating everything. His full aesthetic range, bluegrass to jazz, and complex and compelling songs by songwriters. This is what, this is what Sean was talking about. Songwriters like Gordon Lightfoot, Randy Newman, Rodney Crowell, Jerry Reed, John Mayall, Joni Mitchell, James Taylor, Phil Oaks, and Bob Dylan. This is something he's legendary for, adapting great songs to a bluegrass, neo-acoustic sound. He makes two other albums that make up a trilogy, Me and My Guitar and Native American, in 86 and 88. And I credit these three albums as sort of seminal for Alison Krauss in the creation of the unique and extremely compelling sound she's cultivated with Union Station. It's a combination of like slamming, deep groove grass with, this smooth, with these smooth grass songwriter songs, attention to detail, clear singing and harmony, huge dynamic range. I mean, it's like, this, this is where Akis got her thing, was right out of these three records. So, on with the first song and title track from this era, Cold on the Shoulder. Older every day. 
you're gonna make a mistake, won't you make it twice? It's cold on the shoulder, and you know that we get a little older every day. And I'll give it right back to you It's cold on the shoulder And you know that we get a little older every day It's cold on the shoulder And you know that we get a little older every day Yeah, John. I want to thank uh, I want to thank Lindsay for joining us tonight. Lindsay, you grew up in a yeah yeah right 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 right. Thanks for having me. This is your third time on the show. Yes. You were here first with Mimi Naja. That's right. You were her suggestion, and then with Kyle Tuttle. Yes. You were also his suggestion. <laughs> You're now part of the Happy Hour musical family. So good to be here. That's right, and Stickley got you this gig. Yep. <laughs> Stick gets me a lot of gigs. He does. That's kind of how it works. For those of you who don't know, Lindsay is in the John Stickley trio. So you grew up in a musical family listening to Tony Rice. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Um, yeah, my dad uh, is a musician and mandolin guitar player, and um, he was very much in like obsessed with the style of Grisman and Tony. I think I, I went to my first um, David Grisman concert when I was nine weeks old. Awesome. So it's very much uh, in, my, in my veins. Yeah, Tony always had a fiddle in the band, right? He yes. always, he, and he had, he had Vassar, Richard Green, Bobby Hicks, Daryl Anger, Fred Carpenter. He obviously liked characteristic or quirky fiddle playing. You know? Yes. Because those are characteristic. Those are characteristic, stylized players, right? Um, you're so well-studied. You, you sort of slide between a lot of these styles so effortlessly, and you're also a characteristic and quirky fiddle player oh, yourself. I take that as a compliment. You Thanks. should, and I mean that <laughs> totally as a compliment. How did your early exposure to Tony's Fiddlers shape you musically? Um, well, I would say... Not just you through know, his music, but just in general. Right, those, yeah. Those, that sort of troop of bizarre fiddle players. I think he, you know, I think that Tony definitely um, recognized, you know, the fiddle is such an expressive instrument, and he's such a raw musical soul that I think it seems to me that he really appreciated when fiddle players had that very original 
sound, like the very original type of playing. Um, and I think Daryl Langer was really big for me growing up. Um, even though um, Vassar was around my house a, a bit when I was a teenager, because um, my dad would play in his band, he'd, he'd come down to Jacksonville, Florida, I didn't really get Vassar's playing, um, even though he's really the king of incredible, squirrely, amazing, original playing, you know, that nobody else will ever sound like him and never has. Um, but I, I, yeah, I didn't get, I was very much a classical, I, I was way more, um, you know, bound to, to like uh, sort of a Stuart Duncan early on more than a, more than a, a Vassar, but um, growing up, it's like, it, you know, it kind of grows on you. Like, yeah. You know? Totally. And, and it gets really in there, and it's, just, it's almost like it takes a while to appreciate how incredibly genius um, Vassar was in particular. Yeah, and that and that that I think that that's typical. It's it can be pretty far out, especially if you're not really f familiar with that aesthetic and that style of 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 fiddle or violin. I, it's hard to tell with Vassar, right? Yeah, but Tony um, definitely yeah, loved it. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Um, what it what a what's your favorite stuff? What's your favorite like song or solo or tune or record? Uh, you know. Um, Hot Dog is a real big one for me. Um, David Grisman Quintet. Um, and actually, Daryl Langer's uh, solo on Neon, Neon Tetra. That's like probably my favorite, one of my favorite fiddle solos ever. That's awesome. I'm glad we chose that tune then. Yeah. How convenient. Um, when, when, um, when, when we were putting this together, you and Stickley suggested uh, that we do this next tune, Port Tobacco. Uh, which is perfect because it's kind of a, a jazz tune with like a fiddle tune form. That's sort of like A-B sort of thing. So we'll play that one for you now. You guys want to join us again? Thanks again, Lindsay. Thank you, For Tab. your insight. <laughs> what happened to Stickley? He's, he's in the house. It's, it's okay. Take your time, Stickley. You can you can wash your hands first. You're just getting the guitar out of the case. <laughs> no, no. Before before we came on stage tonight, I, I you know I occasionally get to play with a guy named Keller Williams, and so I taught these guys. The other week I was playing with Keller down in in Florida, and we do this thing before the set. We put our hands in, and he goes, "Low pressure, low pressure, no pressure." And I think Stickley took that real literally and went to the bar. <laughs> All right, so we'll do this tune, Port Tobacco. I love this tune.
Well done, y'all. You did it. <laughs> We're all so proud of you. Sean, Sean, that solo sounded like Sam Bush and Vassar had a baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I should have tried that or not. <laughs> it was, was worth a best. shot. I think that's for the fiddle only. <laughs> Sticker looked over at me during your solo and he goes, I thought he said, I, th I think he said Vassar. But I thought he said master. And I was like, yeah, that guy is a master. <laughs> So in 1987, Tony recorded with legendary guitarist Norman Blake. The first of two albums by Blake and Rice, both are beautiful and a flat picker's dream, with two unique singing styles juxtaposed against distinctly different guitar tones. This is the time to make mention of Tony's affection and adaptive gift for Gordon Lightfoot. Tony Sings Gordon Lightfoot is a compilation of the 17 Gordon Lightfoot songs Tony recorded during his career. It encompasses most of the ensembles and aesthetics and the songs are stunning. This spans his entire career. If you want to know Tony, start there. <laughs> I asked Sean if he would sing the song I'm Not Saying from the first Blake and Rice record. I'm not saying that I love you. I'm not saying that I'll care if you love me. I'm not saying that I'll care. I'm not saying I'll be there when you need me. I can't give my heart to you or promise that I'll speak your name up to the sky. I can't lay the promise down. I'll always be around when you need me. Now I may not be alone each time you see me. Along the street or in a small cafe But still I won't deny you or mistreat you Baby, if you let me have my way I'm not saying I'll be sorry For all the things that I might say That make you cry I'm not saying that I'll do The things you want me to I'm not saying I'll be true, but I'll try. Sean. Thanks, Stickley. So before we play Night Flyer from Native American, the last of the trilogy 
of songwriter albums, I want to make mention of one other crucial piece Tony Rice played in acoustic music. And that was his participation in recording sessions for Bela Fleck's album Drive, released in 88, and Tales from the Acoustic Planet, Volume 2, released in 1999. It's my understanding that Bela's album Drive was literally built around Tony's rhythm guitar style. For those of you who don't know, these two records are vanguards for new acoustic instrumental music. Whitewater isn't whitewater without Tony. And the first four tracks on Tales, you can hear the band riding Tony's rhythm guitar to the bluegrass glory land. Blue Mountain Hop, Buffalo Nickel, When Joy Kills Sorrow, and Spanish Point all carry that signature guitar feel. And those recordings are highly influential for my generation. And, and those are all dependent on Tony Rice and his rhythm styling. Like dog music, Bela's new grass needed Tony Rice. But I digress. Now, back to Nightflyer from Native American. Somebody to catch me a plane. Airport. 
Airport said nine, always empty. I smoke too much sitting here. I'm coming home to you, darling. Out of the darkness today. Though you may tell me I'm crazy. How do you expect me to sleep with you so far away? are hard. All right, we're getting close here. In the early 90s, the Gasoline Brothers, as David Grisman and Tony were called, were playing out at Dog's Place, possibly working on what would become tone poems, and Dog invited Jerry Garcia over to hang out and play music. Somehow, the recording session got out. I guess they were sitting in front of microphones. Legend has it that a pizza delivery guy saw the tape, and he swiped it. And once Dog realized that an unmixed version unmixed recording of dog music was out there, he went ahead, mixed and mastered, and released it in 2000. It's a beautiful session, especially for Deadheads, with Jerry picking songs and singing and Dog and Tony accompanying him. It's a super laid-back session, and one of the highlights is Jerry's version of Shady Grove. Uh, later, Tony would team with Peter Rowan and record an instrumental Shady Grove on their album Quartet, but we'll do a hybrid version of the Pizza Tapes and Tony Rice version. It's a tune called Shady Grove. Thank you. 
Well, I wish I had me guitar string made of golden twine. Never known I'd be gone if I'd wish that girl was mine. Shady grow my little love, Shady grow my darling, Shady grow my little miss. I'm going back to Harlem. Try to please her, more I try where she gets. Damn if I don't leave her. For shady grow my little love. Shady grove, I say, shady grove, my little love. Bound to go away. If I say, Shady Grove, my little miss, bound to go away. Yeah, Shady Grove, my little love, Shady Grove, I know. Shady Grove, my little love, bound for Shady Grove.
And this, my friends, is where tonight's story ends. Tony continued to record a project called Tone Poems with David Grisman in 94, with Hillman and Peterson, a final Tony Rice unit record in 2000, with Rowan in 04 and 07, and with John Hartford and Vassar Clemens in 2011. At some point, he also recorded his last lead vocal late night after a session with pianist John Carroll. It's a cover of Pony by Tom Waits. And it's particular stri particularly striking in its mention of a manzanita cross and the chorus, I hope my pony knows the way home. Tony being known for his black Ford Mustang that he would park as close to the stage as possible. It's a really chilling recording and I hope you, I hope you seek it out, I hope you check it out. So, Tony would continue to perform on and off through the early aughts, even performing an incredible show with the unit at the first Festi experience in 2010. He accepted his induction at the 2013 IBMA Awards, uh, induction into the Bluegrass Hall of Fame, I think, and played his last public performance that night as the Manzanita Band with Sam Bush, Jerry Douglas, Ricky Skaggs, Todd Phillips, and Wyatt Rice. I watched the video and Wyatt performs the iconic guitar intro to Old Train while Tony kind of fiddles with his capo eventually joining in about the time that Sam arrives at the chorus. Tony just plays rhythm. You can hear that distinctive rhythm. He kind of turns away from the band. After Wyatt finishes the song, playing the guitar melody again, Tony looks up, gaunt, clearly not well, but he seems really happy. His friends and bandmates congratulate him. He turns and he smiles and he walks off stage. Tony got off the train, leaving Christmas morning on 2020. Some say you die twice. Once when you stop breathing, and again later on when your name is spoken for the last time. If that's the case, then I think our man Tony Rice has achieved immortality. We'll take one last short break for our sponsors, and we will return with one final song in tribute to the master himself. Shall we needle? Well The Travis Book Happy Hour airs live on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tune in live on Facebook or watch previous episodes anytime at thetravisbookhappyhour.com. T-shirts sporting the Happy Hour motto, It's Okay to Be Happy, available now at thetravisbookhappyhour.com. The Travis Book Happy Hour is written and produced by Travis Book. Sound engineer is Andy Eubanks. Video produced by John Zara and I Am AVL. The voice you're hearing belongs to Bill Cavillas. The guests, house van, host, crew, and rent are all paid through the generous support of viewers and listeners like you. Contribute through paypal.me forward slash travisbook1 or Venmo at Travis Book. And the happy hour welcomes Sierra Hall on May 5th. Now, back to the show. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Huge thanks to John Stickley, Lindsey Pruitt, and Sean Lane. We appreciate your support. We've got a lot of great guests lined up for the rest of the season. The podcast will launch in the next month or so. That'll be all the old episodes compressed into podcast form. And our shirts with the motto, It's Okay to Be Happy, are shipping now. You can find them at thetravisbookhappyhour.com. You can also support us. We need your support. You can donate anytime. Venmo Travis Book, paypal.me.
backslash Travis Book One. We are so grateful for Tony Rice and for his musical legacy, and we will leave you with perhaps his most quintessential tune, a song called Manzanita. <laughs>
Thank you so much. We hope you all have a great night. Thanks for tuning in. Never forget Tony Rice. This has been the Travis Book Happy Hour Podcast. Thanks for listening. Huge thanks to John Stickley, Lindsey Pruitt, Sean Lane, Ariel Rosenberg, Andy Eubanks, Thompson Guitar, and Americana Vibes. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a positive review on your preferred platform. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Travis Book Happy Hour, and full, unedited episodes with video can be viewed anytime at thetravisbookhappyhour.com. <laughs>